everybody. <laughs> Welcome to season two <laughs> of The Conversation. Yeah. This is amazing. We, we already have great, you're probably wondering how to, what happened to your finger. I'll explain no, later. It's not. great. It's fine. But hey, I'm excited about season two. And we're going to yeah. do something a little different. Uh-uh. Switch it up. Every single week, we're going to have a guest. Elise and Kendall and I, we're going to have a guest. And this week's guest is none other than <laughs> my amazing wife, Pastor Christina Lowe, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, so excited about it. going wild. Are you happy to be here? I'm so happy to be here. I always love being invited to things. Mm. I like having another girl. I love inviting you to things. You good. like having another girl too? <laughs> yeah. It feels How did nice. you feel when season two got picked up for, for another season? By um, Oasis Incorporated. Wait, hold yeah, on. Hold on. Hold on. I love that. I love that. <laughs> hold on. Uh-huh. I said, how did you feel when season two got picked up? We're not, don't worry about who picked it up. Yeah. Sure, I, I picked sure, it up. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. I mean, you, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. You know what? Like, it was an answer to prayer. I called my mom who'd been like just praying on her face for season two to get picked up. Like, you know, same, right? Like we were just really holding our breath for it. So pumped to be back. If this is your first time watching this, and you didn't see season one. Let's just reintroduce, reintroduce. Oh, our co-host. Back. For sure. Let's do it. Last I'm time. Pastor Julian, obviously. Yeah. Hopefully you know that. Hopefully. If you don't this, know. This is Elise Murphy, everybody. This Give it up Elise for her. Murphy. Give it up. Give it up. And the legend, Kendall Haley. Woo-hoo! You've had a birthday since season Facts. Yes, I have. one. You, tell everybody how old you are. 17 now. Dude, 17. One driving, time. looking and great. And he still has his driver's license. Feeling great. Well, I, mean, season. I had it <laughs> before, you know. Yeah, he yeah, had it before. I'm now I'm not driving at 10 2. It's more of the. Oh, he's 12. changed the Oh, you lean, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, you so lean down a little that's bit. Yeah, okay. I, I, I went back up. to 10 and 2. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went, you, when you that's turn 30, 32 is when, 30, when you get kids, you know what I mean? Exactly. You go back to 10 and 2? Got it. That makes sense. It does make sense. Listen, here's what's even going to make more sense. What? Moving on to that transition. No, that was not. Wow, that's not. Are that's going what? to talk about the parables of Jesus. Because this season, mm-hmm. we've we're been talking going about to parables. parables of Jesus. Wednesday night Bible study. Hopefully, you've been reading the scripture for yourself. We've had some great uh, teachings come in and uh, teachers come in and, and, and teach their, their thoughts on it. But we're going to have a conversation. There's so many parables. We had actually room <laughs> for us to be able to have people preach about it. And then we have enough parables for us to do six conversations mm-hmm. about it. And so tonight, we're going to do the parable of the great feast. You the really parable the of coffee. the great feast. It starts with um, Jesus trying to talk to them about the kingdom of heaven. It would be very advantageous. You like wow. that word? That's a big word. For us to <laughs> honestly know every single uh, scripture on the kingdom of heaven. Because I think in some ways... We have uh, watered down Christianity mm, yeah. and left out the kingdom of heaven, left out the Holy Spirit. Like a, if you ask someone what a Christian is, very few people are going to say, it's living in the kingdom of mm. heaven. It's mm-hmm. operating under the kingdom of God. We wouldn't say that. That sounds too churchy. Yeah. And I think sometimes in an effort to not sound churchy, we've missed out on yeah, some wow, really right powerful wow, truths really and doctrines because we're so scared of being churchy mm-hmm. that we become watery. If you will, right. like, and we don't say the truth, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the kingdom operates different and you'll be able to tell. And so I think this is important. Jesus talked about the kingdom quite a bit when he brought up prayer, right. he brought up the kingdom. Right. When he told stories, he brought up the kingdom. And here's the thing why the kingdom of heaven is so important for those of you who are watching. Most of the scriptures on the kingdom of heaven involve Jesus trying to change their perspective on how kingdoms work. Right. So they were all awaiting the kingdom of heaven to come. They all wanted the kingdom of heaven. They understood the concept hmm. of Jesus being a king. Right. What they didn't understand is what his kingdom right. would look like. Yep. Notice he never talked about 
himself as a king. He talked about a kingdom because yeah. they knew he was a king. They didn't like the kingdom he was bringing because right. in their minds, kingdom yeah. and overthrow all our enemies. Kingdom meant political power. Yeah. Right, right, it had right, to right, look right. a certain way. Um, and so I think during this time that you're going to be watching this, this is going to be powerful because Christ's kingdom has nothing to do with who's in office. Mm-hmm. Um, it has nothing to do with who has political power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the presence of God mm-hmm. working within us. So we're going to read Matthew 22, verses 1. We should make our guests read. That is <laughs> brilliant. We should make our guests read. Don't make I'm, me I'm read, I'm a very please. avid reader, so this is going to be great. With voices, too. Like character oh, voices. No, no, Maybe no, not character no, voices. No. Okay. But, just, but let's go back to my first idea. It. That was the good one. Yeah, let's you, pretend right, that last second idea, That yeah. second half Look, of that idea. I was brainstorming. Awful. It was a lot. First, just blue first idea. Was, I can do it. But yeah. No, you know what? Be well we should have Christina read it, but just have her read it in Love like it. a normal voice. Go Christina. Ahead. The whole thing? Take it away. Yeah, let's do it. Hold Take let's it away. Okay, great. Here we go. Action. Great. Jesus also told them the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited, but they all refused to come. So he sent other servants to tell them, the feast has been prepared. The bulls and fattened cattle have been killed and everything is ready. Come to the banquet. But the guests he had invited ignored them and went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business. Others seized his messengers and insulted them and killed them. The king was furious and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their town. And he said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready, and the guests I invited aren't worthy of the honor. Now go out to the street corners and invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everyone they could find, good and bad alike, and the banquet hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. Friend, he asked, how is it that you are here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, bind his hands and feet and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. That's no joke. Wow. That Dude. ends kind of dark. It weeping takes a real and it takes a turn. Listen, I wasn't, yeah. I, I think when I first started reading <laughs> And then reading literally them, ever after, and you're like, this is not what no. this is. Yeah, man. They tell you to read the Gospels. They didn't tell you about that part. Sheesh. What did you think about when you read that when you, when you were reading it? <laughs> And you were like going through, and it's like we're at a party. <laughs> That's right. You know, I was not then, expecting it to end this way. I think sometimes, I think to your point, when you say that we don't include certain parts or we water down yeah. certain mm-hmm. things, I think um, church has kind of gotten to a place a little bit where we water down things a bit so much that nobody's really expecting that part. Right. We're expecting him to say something like, "Then the king said to his aides." Bring him the robe that he does need to be at this party. Mm -hmm. Bring him, bring him whatever he needs Mm -hmm. to to stay here. And it's like, no, he bound his hands and feet and threw him out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's scary, man. I was reading a, um, uh, or watching something from a a theologian, somebody who obviously spends her whole life studying the Bible. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how should you choose a church to attend like what, what doctrines yeah. or what beliefs are the most important. Mm-hmm. And he said that he believed that scripture having full authority mm, yeah. is the number one thing. Mm. Because wow. what happens is, is that when you don't allow scripture to have full authority, then you develop an idea yes. about God that isn't true, that God mm. always does what you want him to right, do. Right, and right. and you, you would go, and I, we've all been going to church for years. Have you ever seen a preacher share, and especially in a church that we want to be grace-filled, right. we want mm-hmm. to encourage people, 
in those churches, have you ever heard someone talk about weeping and gnashing of teeth? It's almost like I've done this before as a preacher, like, mm, let's go to verse yeah. 12. Let's skip, let's uh, skip verse 13. Don't want to explain weeping so and, and gnashing uh, of teeth. And I, I think it's important that we actually unpack uh, you know, this in a way that would help everyone watching understand how the kingdom of heaven works. Yeah. Right. The reason why it's so important to understand how the kingdom of heaven works is because we actually live in a kingdom right now, an right. earthly kingdom, mm-hmm. right. an earthly kingdom that's decided by, mm-hmm. by elections, an earthly kingdom yeah. that's decided yeah. by some people not having opportunities, whatever you're feeling. Some people out there are actually you know, experiencing the benefits of living in a kingdom like this. We live right. in a kingdom yeah, yeah, that's yeah. based yeah. off capitalism mm-hmm. right, right, and making right, right. money, which is kind of weird because some people get mad about, you know, this country's all about money and, and, and they, they do that in, in a Gucci robe and, and, right. and, and <laughs> yeah. on no, an I'm iPhone 11, to the, right? To the mall. So, so capitalist, yeah. capitalism right. is based off consumerism. Right. So mm-hmm. we, 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 we have yeah. a culture right. that loves to consume. Right. If we ask people to serve, we ask for to give. No, we, we want to consume. And so all those things balance each other out. And so the more we understand the kingdom of heaven, the more we are not discouraged when earthly kingdoms do what earthly kingdoms do. The more we're not discouraged when when earthly kingdom leaders do what earthly kingdom leaders do. Mm -hmm. I believe guys like Daniel in the Bible were operating under the kingdom of heaven, which is why uh, an evil king like Nebuchadnezzar wasn't as discouraging to Mm, Daniel because of the kingdom he was operating in, the kingdom of of God. The thing that sticks out to me is that um, they all refused to come. Yeah. Right. Why would anybody, you know, like a king throwing you a feast? Yeah. Like, why would you not? The best food. Why would you not? Those kind of invitations are like, you work so hard to get, like, you think about, like, the royal wedding or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Like, the people that were getting tickets to that were telling it tickets. What? An invitation. <laughs> it was like tickets. Like it was like, tickers. who would get the like, tickets? Like, the ticker? golden ticket. Like, right, Willy right. Wonka. I'm yeah. gone. You, you weren't invited to, to that wedding. I'm still I wasn't. Going. How do you know? Oh, well, well, I'm sorry. Were you invited to the royal I don't wedding? Even, no, I wasn't. I it watched was, Princess was, Diaries last night, by the way. It Great. was Meghan Markle and who, what's her husband's name? Couldn't tell you. Uh, prince. Well, he was a prince. <laughs> Prince Harry. Prince Harry. I don't know if that's correct. It's but great. the point is, had you been invited to something like correct. that, wouldn't you You're go? Going. You're going. You're showing up. Yeah. 100%. What stands out to me about them not coming is, is it says that he prepared a great wedding feast for his son. Mm. And I wonder that if the feast is so amazing and so awesome, but who they're celebrating isn't you, Wow. Oh. That that would tempt you to not go. Not to come. I you know that it's wow. not about you and right. it's not a a wedding feast yeah, for wow. you. Wow. And I really think that that's something that we wow, have to good. get out of our 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 system if you will. When right. we think we deserve to be celebrated and we're not. Wow. Somebody tell me about a time. I'm going to start with our guests. Do it. Go tell ahead. me about a time where you felt like you deserved to be celebrated. And you were not. See these questions? Wow. <laughs> throws that, it to you as I if know. you got it at the top of You're your like, head. Um, Welcome um, to the table. See? Oh, my pinky. The pinky. Oh, deserves to be celebrated and was not. Let me ponder on that. Man, yeah. That's like, yeah, that's one of those, like, I don't know if I just have that in my back pocket, but. Um, yep. Let me rephrase. Yeah. Good question. Is there, have, tell me something that you've seen someone not be celebrated, or, or do you think there's certain things that people in our culture don't celebrate that they should? And it makes you want to shift to do something that people celebrate more. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think about just being a teenager. Like, God mm. bless you. I know how hard it was when I was a teenager. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. You know, and you would look at the kids. I had like maybe three friends that were Christians mm-hmm. and trying to do the purity thing. And everybody, except those three kids, were like, what? Right. You know, mm-hmm. and they're trying. And, and then I think about what it was like to not do those things and all the grief that I suffered right. because I did that. And they should have been celebrated for that. Yeah. Like, right. we should have been cheering them on. Because, like, looking back in hindsight, that I, that was nothing to be celebrated. Right. We were celebrating that thing. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like, how many people, like, how many dates can you go on or how many boyfriends or girlfriends can you have in the course of your high school career? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the kind of stuff we celebrate. But the stuff that comes with that is gnarly. Why do you think that people don't want to celebrate other people if they're doing something specifically that maybe that they're not? In Australia, there's this thing called tall poppy syndrome. Huh? Rewind. Say that again. Hmm. In Australia. (laughs) Slower, slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Australia, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking English, guys, or American, Mm -hmm. sorry. Doing Um, great. There is this thing called the tall poppy syndrome. Still didn't get it. Is it a tall puppy? Tall. T A L L. Okay, poppy. It's the tall poppy. Scene. Oh, got it. Got like, like the, a got puppy. It. Got it. Continue. Got yeah, it. for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, the what? tall puppy syndrome is basically this idea that in Australia, if someone gets too tall, it's your job to pull them back down. Oh, my God. To bring them back down to size. And it's oh, like, wow. I think it's based on, and someone I'm sure will tell us if I'm wrong, but. There's literally a flower that will like pull other flowers so they're all like the same size if one gets too tall. And that's very much Australian culture. Like mm. we we love the underdog and that works great in sports and the Olympics and you've seen it a lot with like Australian stuff. But it also works when somebody is doing well, Australians love, the culture I'm from loves to pull them down. Mm. And I actually mm. think that can also, also be found in America a lot. I don't necessarily yeah. think it's a country. I think it's our earthly culture, right, if you will, right, kingdom right. culture versus earthly culture. I don't think we know what to do when someone shoots up rather than trying to support them and be like, hey, let's try to hold you up. There is this feeling of, I'm going to try and pull pull you down. And um, so But that, it comes from the fear that there's not enough to go around. Yeah, like yeah. that if you're growing, I can't possibly grow. Right. right. Totally. And that's it's easy to say like that, like that's not true. But when you're in it, yeah. Like I've totally had experiences where I've seen somebody else doing well and it, it, um, the comparison game and mm-hmm. you look at social media now, yeah. we can see it 24 right. seven. I can see the pace that somebody else is growing immediately. Mm. When I wake up, I turn mm. my phone on. Whereas before you actually, without phones, without the internet oh, back so in the true, day, right? we had to wait for seasons. Now mm. we don't have to wait for seasons. Someone can be even pretending to grow even if they're not, but to <laughs> right. us, yeah, yeah. they're growing. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, I, I was going to say, like, if if you're growing, I, I find that a lot of people don't help each other up, even though they might be growing to a really high uh, stature. Like if someone's grown, they're yeah. not helping someone else up. And they're not up, helping somebody good, else up. Yeah, and like that's, I feel like that's a reason why people try to bring them down is they're not helping each other that are struggling. Or they're in the bottom and they're not, their guys That's not really lifting them too. back up. That's actually really, a good really point good. because you think about if our kids, obviously we have kids, but if our kids did something really great, we have this propensity to celebrate that and want to be involved in the celebration. We'll plan the celebration mm-hmm. because we had so much involvement with how they got wow. there. Right, right. And I think that us not being willing to involve ourselves on how people do something that's worthy of celebration can hinder like us participating in that. Yeah. Also, I will say I had this thought when you guys were talking that God forbid it's a little morbid. But if I were to pass away, <laughs> see how it just brought the mood down. You really mm-hmm. did. It's like the end of the story. If yeah. I were to pass away, 
tragically. Due to a, we need a will. Due to a boating accident. You don't got a will yet? Why did you no, have to been make it to... so specific? What do you mean you've been trying to make? I've been, <laughs> I've been trying to get you to get well, a Do you want to do it now? Girl, like, should we do it now? Yeah, listen, just, I'll put it on a My napkin. My brother's a lawyer. You get put it on a napkin. I'm ready. You get everything. I'm ready. You get everything. So the boating accident, like what happened? You can have my shoes. Sorry. Is there a shock involved? Yeah, yeah. Trying to figure out. I'm just really trying to figure out. How Let's you... not go there. Okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. So back to you. You're dead. No time. I'm so dead. Boating accident. Right. Very sad. Me. I'm dead. We're mourning along. This time. place would be absolutely packed with people coming to my funeral. Sure. But if I threw something to celebrate some small thing that I did, it wouldn't be as packed. Mm-hmm. We actually don't know how to celebrate. We don't participate. Mm. Yeah. We actually, yeah. in our culture, we get better at, we're better at grieving, grieving. and more yeah. so celebration. True, That's facts. That like we so are, true. we're just not good mm-hmm. at celebrate. And I think one of the dangers is, is that these people didn't show up and in other gospels, it said they didn't show up because this person gave a reason. I'm busy doing this or I'm working yeah. or I'm doing that. And I think so many times people don't celebrate because they're busy working on something that's yes. worthy of celebrating. Yes. Mm. Mm. They're trying to, to work on something. Or they're working towards their own wedding feast. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why do you think that our culture is so bad? People are so bad at celebrating. So like if something good happens, they don't celebrate. They don't celebrate. So what do you think that is attributed to? And have, have you seen... Well, would you say that you are good at celebrating if, if, if something goes well or... No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why? Why not? What do you think that is? You know, I think, you know, I, like you're saying, culture, it's everything to do with culture. And, and we learn things and that's how uh, we understand things. And I, not, I don't think any of us, may, I'm speaking for myself, but I wasn't like taught to celebrate like the greatest things, you know? Like sure. if, if you would get invited to a party, then yeah, you can go celebrate, but it's like... Celebrating mm-hmm. the little things, we don't really do that often, and mm-hmm. I think that has everything to do with culture and everything to do who's to for for who's teaching us those to do mm-hmm. those things. I, I think it's I think it's huge, and I think that my advice for anybody watching is that I honestly believe that you need to get better at celebrating. Yeah, yeah. You know, when when someone tells you some good news, are you are you excited? When you get some good news, it might not be the news you were hoping for, but we have to get better. At, at celebrating. I think I you're, I was going to well. say, I think you're going somewhere with that part. Yeah. When you asked me, like, was there ever a time I wanted to be celebrated or wasn't, I don't think I'm great at celebrating myself. Mm. So yeah. if I catch a small win, like you right. said, like, if I do something and I'm like, oh, that was a win, I don't sit in it and celebrate. Do you, I'm feel, already on do to you the hope other people exactly. celebrate it even though you don't? No, I don't. Does that make no. sense? But I think what she's saying, sure. though, is the reason why it was hard for her to ask answer the question is because she rarely does anything that's exactly she that in her would, own mind right. worthy of celebrating. So she yeah. couldn't answer the question because yeah. it's like, what do I do? That's well, worthy. The, yeah. the other side of it, though, is what is celebration? Because doesn't that look different to all of us? What is celebrating to you might be different to celebrating to me might be different to the way uh, Kendall celebrates yeah. and what is worthy of celebration. And are there levels? Like, do we take a trip to Cabo every time we... <laughs> yes, we do. Um, Literally. Make our budget. <laughs> Therefore, we never make our budget. Like, what the size of... Because then you see other people that are like, like, what's up? Like, I did something super small. I can't think of something now. So, like, now I'm taking a year trip around the world. And it's like, that doesn't feel like it adds up. But usually what happens is someone does this thing and we don't think it's worthy of celebration. So we quickly move on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how we get the culture of, like, Always on to the next thing, always mm-hmm. trying to get to the next best yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I really think it's important, and I get all of that, but I think it's really important that 
in times like this where there doesn't seem to be much to celebrate. Um, the, the thing about these people that refused to come was that it, it was a journey. It wasn't like celebration came to them. They needed to go somewhere mm. right. to be able to celebrate. Right. And I think that if we're not willing to take the journey from that type of mentality to, to celebration. celebration, and it starts with us, our willingness to celebrate other people. Right. right. You know, not to our desire to be celebrated, yeah. but yeah. our willingness to celebrate other yeah. people. And, and I think the other thing that is really crazy about this verse, since we're talking the kingdom of heaven, it says the servants were sent to notify those who were invited. And I think that... Um, um, we, as as people who are believers, we are supposed to be giving people an invitation into something. Mm. And so many times it's like we want to give information about something, like information mm. about Jesus or information mm-hmm. about yeah, the Bible. And in any real conversation you have with anyone about Jesus should be an invitation into something, an yeah. invitation. So the kingdom is something you have to be invited in. And I, and I love this idea about the church being inclusive, right? Right. The church is inclusive. Mm-hmm. However, the kingdom is something you need to be invited in. There's levels to what I'm saying. So, so, so a church building, mm-hmm. you know, we have Sunday services. We would never turn anyone Down, right. away. Right. But the kingdom of heaven is an invitation, which means there has to be a faith to enter in. That's why it says at the end, many are called, few are chosen. Right. Because there is some qualifications to operate in yeah. the kingdom. Now, is the kingdom available to, to everyone? Sure. But there are some things that you would have to do to be operating in the kingdom. And I think often if we don't address those things, yeah. then we end up like being in church but not the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Well, because it says the invitation has to go to everyone. The, right. the, the, the invitation went to everyone, everyone, everyone who's invited. And I think about this all the time about the opportunities that I have because after they got invited, they turned them down. Yeah. Right. Then the invitation went to other people right. who weren't invited to begin with. Mm. And I think about some <laughs> what of What are you going to say? Right? So think about it. It's like, think about this. There's so much humility wrapped in this verse. Can you imagine if I invited you to a party and you didn't come and then I invited you? Well, you'd be like, Kendall couldn't I heard come. about that party. Yeah. Oh, like right come. in front of me? Hey, uh, yeah, Kendall, Kendall said he couldn't do it. So can couldn't you? Do it. Oh, that feels good. Thanks. You know, <laughs> you know and I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. For sure. it, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't like, feel good at it all. It doesn't yeah. feel good. So many times I think that. We have these dreams and these hopes that we, we, we want to do. But the reality is, in my experience of being a pastor or a leader, is that most of what we get to do for God or that God does through us is directly related to someone else's no. Mm. Yeah. That is so good. It's That's directly it. yeah. related to the someone else's no. Yep. I process so many times about the role that we have leading the church yeah. or the role that I have. And I'm like, I wonder who said no. Yeah. Right. Right. I wonder yeah. who said no. David was King David because Saul said no. Right. Wow. I'm not doing it. And maybe they didn't say no to the calling, but they said no to something. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Do you feel like there's something in your life that you get to do right now that could have been completely based off someone's no? Mm-hmm. What comes to mind? Uh, I think like the thing I'm doing with like light work is 
which is a company that I'm just doing some media stuff with, I for sure get that vibe that I'm like, oh, I was not the first person that they ever asked. Like back in the day, this is before, like this is like three years ago now, there was a like show they were doing that honestly never even made it to publishing or whatever you call it. I don't know any of the terms. But they asked me and I was so sure, like I am not the first, second, maybe not the third person you asked. I'm going to do it. And now three years later, um, I have a great relationship with them. But it's so funny because I remember that feeling of like, oh, for sure, I'm not the first person. Yeah. The second, third. What do you think, asked. Brother Kendall? I think uh, yes and no. I think that I've definitely felt it before, but I don't think that, uh, that it affected the way I pursued whatever I was trying to do. And so a lot of times I feel like uh, we get wrapped up in our heads so much and mm-hmm. we think about all these different things that could possibly happen. But in reality, if we focus on what we're doing and we pursue you don't worry about ex- You don't yeah. worry about all the outside noise, then why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know I like I mean? that. You don't worry yeah. about the outside. I like that a lot. That was good. I think why I worry about it, especially later in life, just to, to say why I worry about it, is because I feel that if I discover why someone said no or at least ponder it, then I can give God a better yes, especially if it's something that has a lot to do with how other people. So if someone said no to pastoring this church, maybe they said no to the, the humility part of mm-hmm. it, or maybe they said no to the, um, you know, what they would do with, you know, the influence. I don't know, but I just, sometimes I think like, I wonder who said, you know, no. Like I wonder, Like you you'd know, want to know what they said no to? I thought about this in, in our, our marriage. You know, I thought about, how we got married in our 30s. And I thought about, here is Christina, who is amazing. She was freaking kind, amazing credit. That we, love that. we love that. Pays her what? bills, Credit's works has- hard. <laughs> she was maternal. I don't know what kids loved her. She had her stuff together, to use that phrase. That's the phrase. And, I, and I always thought, well, why, why did I not meet her until I was 34? 30? Why was she 34? Why was she not 22 like mm-hmm. everybody else? I don't think that I'm the first person that noticed her, Christina yeah, yeah, yeah. was this amazing person. But when I felt that you were my wife, the first thing the Lord told me is you got to make a lot of changes. <laughs> like you got to like, you got to stop smoking pot. That's, yep. He said that, and I did. Praise God. He did he say like, outside, of, outside of his mouth as well, too? Like, like, you got to stop smoking. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, you got to stop smoking. I encourage that at least. Like, I've been trying to get him to day, stop doing said, that. Every, and you, can you do it outside of your mouth? He has sidebars with God all the time. But the changes that I had to make. Right. And the changes that I still have to make to be the husband that you have called me, I mean, that God has called me to be to you, there's these moments where I believe I have to keep saying yes. Mm. And yeah. our marriage breaks down if the I go, either one of us says no, no right. to those things. Yeah. Right. And so somebody said no. So I think yeah. about it as I say, well, I wonder what they said no, no to. Wow. And even I think about the three things that they might have said you know, no to. And I think about those things. I wonder if they said no to, I'm not doing this, or I'm not going <clears> to <throat> you know, serve in this way, or I'm not <clears throat> going to put up with this dynamic that she has. And I think about those things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, then right. I'm going to live my life by, by saying yes Mm. And I don't know what they said no to, but I'm saying it kind of... Oh, you know. No. Yeah. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you don't I'm not know, trying to like, you know. know. You're trying yeah. to put my business out there, but you know. But you know what I'm saying? So I yeah. think that challenging ourselves by saying yes to what a lot of people would say yeah. no, no to. to. And so do you feel that, um, you know, 
give me a, uh, to use that analogy, give me a, a difficult yes that you have. Give me one. You want to go there? Give me he one. said marrying Julian. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> no, that was I not I just floated easy. through like. Oh, that was easy. You did not do that. I just float. This is how. Oh, you did? We were at Starbucks. It doesn't we were at look Starbucks. as like swaggy with we the pinky. We were at Starbucks. I know. I messed up my pinky. I messed up a tenner. She was sitting at Starbucks. True story. I walked in like this. You did not. Yes, I did. Why'd you say did yes? Did he really though? I did. And she I was like, I would have run for a And she was like, ooh, I just went like this absolutely and sat not. down in the chair. No. I walk in, see that? Absolutely that's what not. That's no, what West Coast was not on my radar. <laughs> that's what I was. I want, never mind. Okay, difficult yes. <laughs> difficult yes. Difficult yes. I mean, hello. You're, you're looking at it. It's, it's, I'm walking out my difficult yes right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I think mm-hmm. what you said, like, it, it doesn't feel good to think that. There may have been people before you you. that were perfectly capable, if you will, of of this position or whatever. But I think that's the thing that also uh, is really good for me (laughs) in this is I do know that there were probably many people that could have filled these shoes and said no. And so I think um, while it's it's hard to say yes to anything, to the call on God on your life, to marriage, to kids for however many years you're going to raise them. Like, you know, yeses are not easy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there's a level of knowing that part that keeps you humble and keeps you seeking God for the thing that you cannot do in your own strength. Hmm. I can't do this in my own strength. Not not any of it. And so, um, yeah, I think you're looking at a hard no right now. I guess. Hard yes. That's hard what yes. I meant. I didn't do a hard no. I didn't say a hard no. I said yes. She walks off the stage. <laughs> and Christina but if, has But if you, if you look specifically at verse 5, there's nothing, no one complains about the party. Nah. The party was fire. Lit. Verse 5 says, but the guests that invited ignored them, went their own way, one to his farm and other to his business. So there's a suggestion here that they weren't saying no to the party. They were saying no to what it would take to attend. Yes. And I think that's, where if we're wow. not careful, we, we promote Christianity, if you will, more yeah. than the kingdom, mm-hmm. where we leave out everything that it would take, and then we can leave people feeling disappointed. And anything mm-hmm. in life that's any value takes a lot to do it. Right. Yeah, it takes a lot sure. to be married. It takes a lot to graduate from high school with good grades. It takes a lot to, to um, you know, play basketball and work on what you're doing. It takes a lot. And... I, I remember you said something to me a couple of weeks ago that mm. I literally will remember for the rest of my life. You always do this, but you just be casually <laughs> saying something. <laughs> we were talking about basketball, then mm. obviously you're trying to, you, nobody knows what the next season is going right, to look right. like. And, you know, you've been working out every single day, as I have. Mm-hmm. Yes, you yes, have. have. Yes, you have. <laughs> celebrate him. Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, Put we got to celebrate. We have to celebrate. celebrate. Make Brandon laugh. So proud. Uh-huh. Say, keep going. But you said, I, I, I noticed how hard you're working at working at, you know, your game. Right. And I said, are other young kids working as mm. hard as, as you are? Are they willing to do what, what it takes? And I'll never get that you were like, yeah, but a lot of them are, are working on things that they're already wow. good, good at. Yeah. Can you explain what you yeah. share with me? Because I think that's part of not just saying well, yes to know. the party. They're not saying no to the party, but they're saying no sometimes to I the hear. work. So, so. so I have a buddy on my team, uh, and and... He has the biggest vertical I've ever seen in my life. Jumps 40-something inches. Wow. Same. Straight, just can dunk and all that good stuff. But then he posts on social media that he's 
literally doing squats and deadlifts and all this stuff to increase his vertical. <laughs> and I'm like, you're already that, yeah. You, why do you need a 44 inch vertical if you already had a 42 inch vertical? And I'm so confused because he can't make a layup. Mm. That's the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so when you can't make a layup and you're working on your vertical that you're already good at, Dude. where are you really improving? You know what I mean? Ooh. That is so, so good that's, though. Yeah, that's what it's so, so you could be working on something. Yeah. Right? Yep. Think about this. This is why I'll never forget it. Because the Bible su- suggests, and this is a multi- that they were working on something. And that's why they didn't come. Mm. There is nothing that would improve whatever you are working on than entering into the kingdom wow. of God. Wow. Nothing. Whatever you are working on would be enhanced Sheesh. if you just showed up. To the party. And the celebration is for the son. Mm. So even with, with church, people are, you know, want to know, when is a church going to gather? And I'm like, man, we are here to celebrate Mm. Jesus. Yeah. How do I make the jump from letting people feel welcome? I want people to feel welcome right. when they come mm. here. But how do we make the jump from having people feel welcome to losing sight that we're not celebrating them? Right. We're celebrating Jesus. Right. And all that he did for us. How do I make that jump? Jeez. Because I think sometimes when we don't feel celebrated, we don't feel welcome. And so the church wants to make us feel celebrated, all of us, yeah. because feeling welcome isn't good enough. So now you got to celebrate everything about me. If my life doesn't align up with scripture, celebrate it, affirm it, and honor it, or I'm not coming. Right. right. And then we're like, no, 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 no. We want you to feel welcome, but we celebrate Jesus and all that he did for mm-hmm. us. We don't celebrate right. that. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And that's going to be a hard jump. Uh, for I believe us even as we gather totally. one day again to 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 go uh, to jump to. So I want to just close with this because we're a little over. Oh, he just saw the time. Just, uh, just saw the time. We vibe. <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing that. I think I don't know I, why I'm doing it because it's Brandon keeps laughing. Because I'm one of our cameramen keeps laughing, so I just keep doing it. <laughs> stop it, Brandon. Okay. We got to stop you're here. Great. Verse great. 11. We're going to close with this. But when the king came in to meet the guest, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. Friend, mm. he asked. Whew, That's the word. I feel like preaching. I'm going to have to have y'all step down. <laughs> How is it that you are here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, bind his hands and feet and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Friend, how is it that you are here without wedding clothes? Hmm. If, if you look into this with context with other scriptures throughout the Bible, that's why scripture is the, the best way to interpret scripture is using other yeah. scriptures. Mm-hmm. You look at Zechariah chapter 3, where there was a, um, a filthy priest. Uh, his name was uh, uh, Joshua. And um, Jeshua, not Joshua. Mm. Like, Jeshua. Was, was, and um, he seems like a good guy. <laughs> he was his clothes were filthy, and in, in that context, you could not be in the presence of God with filthy clothes. Mm. You had to be pristine. And the Bible says that he made angels change Jeshua's clothes. Mm. And wow. um, the enemy, Satan, tried to accuse Jeshua of being in God's presence that way. And God said that he is like a stick that has barely escaped the fire. Mm. So God was able to understand why Jeshua was like that. 
and God had mm -hmm. angels give Joshua clothes. Wow. So the way that I look at this scripture would be, imagine the next time Joshua showed up in God's presence and Joshua had chosen to put back on the clothes the angels had stripped him of. Mm. God would say, friend, what are you doing yeah. wearing the opposite of what I've provided you? Mm. Does that make sense? Because yeah, he said yeah, friend. Yeah. Right. And in, in this cultural context, you were saying something about this, Elise, yeah. where it, it was common for... Yeah, it was common for uh, weddings. Back then, there was like a customary outfit that the family of the men, women getting married, whatever, would give the guests these customary outfits to wear to the wedding. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that this was the only guy that didn't have any wedding clothes, didn't have a tie. It was that he chose not to wear what he was given what he was oh given. my god oh. don't have me preaching yeah. up in here Which, that's why again, i called him about friend. the sun this mm. wedding's about the sun yeah. so if you don't care about the sun well you're not going to care about wearing right. the clothes that he's asked you to wear but this was what they had given him he was a friend so most likely he, he would have been given yeah this verse is not about god being upset mm -hmm. that you're not doing something he wants you to do right, right. you're mm. not walking in what he has asked you to walk in. Even oh. the Bible says that he has clothed us yes. in righteousness. Yeah. The story of the prodigal son, the father gave him different clothes. God, um, um, Aaron, in, in, in the book of Exodus, worshiped a golden calf. And by the end of the book of Exodus, God is making Moses sew Aaron's clothes. Clothing was a picture of God's care. When, when Adam and Eve yeah. sinned, God gave right. them clothing yeah. made from wow. Adam. So that clothing represents throughout scripture. Even when someone makes a mistake, they are given clothing, sometimes directly by the Lord. Adam and Eve committed the worst sin. Yeah. And no, no. The, the kingdom, God himself became a seamstress. Hey. Think about that for a second. God himself became a seamstress and it said he sewed. Can you imagine mm. you, Adam and Eve committing a sin, the worst sin, the sin that affects all of humanity, and God sewed animal skins together, and they tried to clothe themselves. They first made the fig leaves. So one of the things that I really believe that this verse points to is how we can all reject what God has given us mm and clothe ourselves wow. in the way that we want to. That's really yeah. right? fire. And yeah. I do believe a lot of church taglines are come as you are, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And you should come as you are. Right. But there's a difference between coming as you are and coming different and not having what God knows, what God can tell you. I know I gave you that. Right. Don't show up in my presence without Woo! the thing that, that you know that I've that given you. That you've already been given. Oh, gosh. She's gonna throw up, throw up real quick. <laughs> throw up. I'm going to close. The Go pinky. Ahead. It's, put it away. Do I like it. <laughs> I think it's prestigious. I think it's great. It's I like you're sipping tea. I, I love it. Okay. I want to tell you something that God is gracious in closing. God is gracious and he is loving. He's kind. But the kingdom of God in this, in this verse, I, if I could give you three things, is that God is inviting you show up. Don't be too busy to get involved and show up to what God is inviting you to. God invites you into his grace. He invites you into his peace. God um, is, is, a, is a walking, talking invitation. And I really believe that there are things that God is trying to invite you to. So many times it's like, 
you know, we can get an invitation to, let's say, a wedding. And, and we can imagine we get an invitation, RSVP if you want to come, and we go, hey, I, I, I really need you to let me know that you want me to be there. No, mm -hmm. I, I, I do want you to be there. I invited you. No, but I really, make it clear to me. Give me clarity. No, I, I did give you clarity. I gave you an invitation. Yeah. And I think so many times we want God to be clearer than an invitation. Right. And, and the clarity we're asking for is not are we invited. If, if God doesn't like, let us know everything that's going to happen when we show up and when we say yes, then we try to act like we're not invited and we're not clear. Mm -hmm. The clarity wow. of, of a believing, a faith-filled believer, all the clarity you need is I've been invited. Yeah. I don't know what this is going to look like, but I've been invited. So many times we get invited to step out into something new in this next season, and we want the confirmation that it's going to work out. The confirmation is the, is invitation. the invitation. Oh, my <laughs> God. You, listen, I'm about to kick y'all off and start preaching. Pull on the lower thirds, the confirmation. The next the thing that I, will, that I will say that I, I want you to leave this with is, is, is leave with is that um, that you might be this, the, the, not the person that is the first mm. choice, yeah. um, but you're the person who will be obedient. And so many times God um, gives you a purpose um, that is very much, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's not one thing. And I think it's dangerous to say my purpose is the entertainment industry. No, your assignment is the entertainment entertainment industry. Your purpose is to obey God yeah. because you love him. And the Bible says that if you uh, keep your heart pure, you'll be ready for every good work of the master. So anything God is trying to do in the earth, he can ask a pure hearted person to do it. The thing about Christina mentioning earlier that she's in that difficult, yes, God maybe asked her not because she had some spiritual pedigree or because she had this background or she was highly qualified. God may have asked her because her heart was pure. Mm -hmm. And so then now he has the right. He'll never switch the purpose. Your mm -hmm. purpose is to bear the image of Christ right. in all that you do. Right. And as life goes on, each day you look more and more like your heavenly father. That is your purpose. Everything else this world has to provide is just your assignment. And any time that you have an assignment that affects your purpose, meaning you're not developing into the image of God, God will cancel the assignment mm. because he knows his purpose for you still stands. Mm. Sometimes your season of being just like Jesus is because of a canceled assignment. Yeah. So you have to show God, God, you don't have to cancel my assignment to get my attention. You don't have to change the assignment to change the attention. God, mm. in the middle of the, my favorite That's assignment, great. You have all of my attention. Yeah. And I really believe mm -hmm. that's important. And then lastly, of course, of course, show up with what God has given you. Mm. If God has given you financial resources, yeah, he, he's, he's expecting you to show up with that. If God has clothed you in righteousness and you know he's expecting you to show, show up, dress for the occasion. It is a big insult for you to have a suit hanging in your closet and, and, and you're going to a fancy wedding and you show up in shorts when you had something different to wear. Right. It's a sign that you're not dressed for the wow. occasion. And here's the thing about righteousness and holiness in the church that we don't preach a lot um, because we, we, we want to talk about grace. But righteousness and holiness is not to get God's affirmation. God affirms you. He loves you just the way you are. Righteousness and holiness is so that you are dressed for the occasion that God has been planning for you your whole life. Mm. Because it, it is your gift that will get you somewhere. It is your character that will that'll help you lose it if it's not righteousness and holiness. So all of this is the kingdom, y'all. And I really believe as we continue 
to go through the parables of Jesus that you're going to get some insight. Hopefully this gave you some, but go through this stuff for yourself and see how God would speak to you. Welcome to Epins, not welcome. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you for watching <laughs> episode one of season two of The, the Conversation. Conversation. I got it. <laughs> can we help? Can you help me thank our lovely guest, my wife, Christina Lowe? Yeah. Give it up for my co host, Kendall Haley, my other co host, Elise Murphy, and give it up for me, Julian Lowe. What is happening? <laughs> it's a random. He laughs every time. Love you. <laughs> we'll see you soon.